Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Matthew chapter 4, we're going to talk this morning, we're going to start this talk, this teaching, this anointed gathering uh, around a word that is so relevant and so powerful in the season. I'm just overwhelmed by God, by his seasons. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, King James, read it out loud with me. Ready, begin. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Let's pray together. Father, this prayer is directed to you because you're the only one that can answer this prayer. Hallelujah. You're the only one that still is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we needed healing then, and we need healing now. We needed the teaching of the gospel then. We need the teaching of the gospel now. We needed the preaching and proclaiming of the gospel. We needed that today as well. We needed your healing then, and we need your healing now. So I'm asking, we're asking you together to do only what you can do in this place. Teach, preach, heal, and let the manifestation of your kingdom manifest in the hearts and lives of your people. In Jesus' name, anoint me like never before. Anoint the ears of your people like never before. Let them hear. Anoint their hearts. Let them receive so they can bring forth fruit all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. You may be seated. So this series of teaching we're beginning this Sunday is simply titled Christ the Healer. Christ the Healer. Christ the Healer. During the ministry of Jesus, Matthew tells us plainly that Jesus went around teaching, preaching, and healing. Let's say that together. Jesus went around doing what? Teaching, preaching, and healing. Let's say that again. Get them in the right order. It's important. Jesus went around doing what? Teaching, preaching, and healing. Why is the order important? Here is why. Teaching, teaching is explaining. Teaching is explaining. It's giving instructions about a truth. Of course, in this context, it's the gospel. So Jesus went around explaining the purpose of the gospel, explaining what the gospel is all about. After he explained what the gospel was about, then he preached it. Preaching is proclaiming. Preaching is not explaining. It's proclaiming. Preaching comes after you understand. Write that down. Preaching should come after you understand. Because preaching is proclaiming and or announcing. And so Jesus announces the kingdom after he explains what it is. He explains what the gospel is about. The gospel, hearing it, is to bring us into the kingdom. To learn what the kingdom is, who the king and the kingdom is, and what the kingdom is all about, and how 
we play a part in the kingdom. That's teaching. Proclaiming or preaching is saying, now that you're in the kingdom, because you already understand. It's announcing, now that we're in the kingdom, this is what we're going to do. That's what they do on TV all the time. They announce the playoffs or the country music awards. And then they tell you who's going to be in it. They tell you what it's about. You know it's country music. Then they tell you when so you can show up. Healing. Somebody say healing. Healing. Somebody say healing like you're about to be healed today. Healing is the manifestation and the restoration of a truth. Write that down. Healing is a manifestation or a restoration of that truth. So first, Jesus teaches us what the gospel does, brings us into the kingdom, explains to us what the kingdom's about, and then proclaims to us, you're in it now. You're in the kingdom now. And then healing is a manifestation of you understanding what the kingdom is and why you're in it. Healing is a manifestation of the kingdom in your life. Hallelujah. Proof that you and I are in the kingdom is healing. Not just saying amen, not just jumping, shouting, not me just cutting the cake and saying amen. No, manifestation and proof of the kingdom is our healing. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus, and, and we really can't say this because, well, I'm saying this in the context of time from the scripture because the word has always been. But Jesus Christ was a healer. He is a healer and he always will be a healer. So when you and I get in the presence of Jesus, healing should be inevitable. Somebody lift your hands and say, amen, I receive. When we come into the presence, that's what they, the worship team and the band just, when we come into the presence of Jesus, we should expect to be healed. Bishop Bill Hines got up here the other Sunday and said that God gave us, God allowed the pandemic so we could reset. What is church really about? It's not about us talking about us. Oh, God. Do I need to do that? Do I need to do that? How, how, how most churches ha- had fallen into the, the, the trick of the enemy to where church service is about them. Okay, uh, we want to thank God for all the women that had the babies back there, all the two-year-old babies. We're going to thank, and then all the birthday people over here, all the graduates, all the graduates. Can't forget all the graduates. We talk about everybody but God. We're remembering everybody but God, and we wonder why God don't show up. How would you feel if you were thrown up surprise birthday party and you showed up and everybody talked about everybody but you and they gave gifts to each other and none to you Luke 11 20 but if I Jesus is speaking but if I With the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. (laughs) 
Jesus says, if I'm in your presence and demons leave, that's a sign they have no more power. If I'm in your presence, if the word is present and it begins to change how you think, there's a new system, a new government being set up. What you need to do is understand that the devils Jesus cast out of people were often the cause of sickness and disease. So when Jesus shows up, it's common for people to be healed. It's common for demons to leave because demons are the cause of sickness and disease. Now, that then to lead us to another rational question. If Jesus got rid of demons, sickness and disease, then they must not be part of God's plan for your life. Okay, so don't ever say, well, you know, this is how it. No, 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 that's it shouldn't be that way. Sickness and disease shouldn't be in your life. It's not of God. If it was, Jesus wouldn't cast it out. Jesus wouldn't heal people if sickness and disease was something we just live with. Jesus, when John the Baptist was arrested and about to be beheaded in a moment of emotional stress, he asked, was Jesus the one or should we expect somebody else? You know, that's what can happen when tragedy and trauma hit. You forget the truth. Jesus and John were cousins. He absolutely knew Jesus was the one. But because of the situation he was in, he's doubting who Jesus is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm talking to somebody that's challenged right now. Your situation is so grave that you're forgetting who Jesus is. You're doubting what you already know to be true. This also is hindering your healing. And so this is what Jesus says. to John the Baptist, as well as to us. Jesus says, go and show John. (laughs) Go show John. See, that's why we have these canes and walkers. We couldn't keep wheelchairs. I didn't have room room in my office, and some people wanted their wheelchair, you know. But anyway, yeah, these are signs to remind you and show you. I didn't buy these. These belong to real people that walked in with them and walked out healed. They walked in with them. But because Jesus was in the room, hallelujah, because they acknowledged the presence of Jesus in the room, then the Jesus in the room got in them and healed them, and they no longer needed these. So Jesus tells 
the disciple, go show John again, because we leak. We forget. <laughs> he says, go show John again those things which you do hear and see. What? The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. The poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who whoever is not offended in me. Blessed are the people who aren't afraid to believe God is a healer. Oh, divine healers. Look at all. Think about look at look at the little short history of your life. Every healing ministry is one of the most attacked and ridiculed in the history of the world. Everybody with a healing ministry. From Oral Roberts to Benny Hinn. Why is that? The devil doesn't want us to believe in divine healing. He got a jet. He got too much money. I don't care what he's flying. That man, I walked into that, con into that conference and I walked out healed. And you want to bring up a car, a jet, some clothes and some jewelry? You must be in need of saving. See, they want you to remember the wrong thing. They want you to think about the wrong thing so you stay sick and full of disease. Healing ministries attack more than the prophetic ministry. Always has been. Why? Because the devil wants to keep people sick. Why, you may ask, some of you already asked, why is it such a big thing? Why would that be such a major strategy of the devil to keep people sick and diseased? Simply, this reason. When you're sick and in the hospital, you can't share the gospel, get people saved. You can't be used by God because you need healing. When you're sick, your attention is on you. The devil wants us to keep all of our attention and focus on ourselves. There's a saying, I don't know who was the first to say it, but it's been around for a long time. If you've, if you've heard this saying, when I, when, I, when I say it, raise your hand. Hurting people hurt people. Okay, thank you. Put your hands down. Well, conversely, if that has any truth to it, then healed people heal people. So the devil don't want you healed. He wants you to stay hurt so you can keep hurting other people. He don't want you healed because you'll tell other people how to get healed. You'll help other people get healed. You'll lay hands on the sick and you'll watch them to recover. But if you sit up in the hospital all by yourself, hey, nobody came to see me. The doctors, I'll push the button. They don't even come. Nah, listen, I'm not trying to make fun of people in pain. I'm trying to make a point. If the focus is on you, you can't be used effectively by God. So the enemy's kingdom is not being torn down and the kingdom of God is not advancing at the level it should because we are all stuck on us. And then if you allow that thinking to continue in your life, the only reason you come to church is for somebody to make you feel better. It's all about you. You don't witness anybody. You don't bring anybody to church. You're coming to get your stuff. 
That's where many of us are. If just, I tried not to say this. I have these momentary wrestling matches with God. I lose them real quick. If just 20% of the people that attended this church got healed and start talking about Jesus, this church would grow real quick. You talking, but you ain't talking about what God is doing. Hmm. So the question then is, let me make my statement again. If hurting people hurt people and you stay hurt, when you leave here, you hurt more people than you heal. And they said, I thought you went to church. What that Reverend Logan teaching y'all over there? You keep hurting me on the job and hurting me in the home and hurt, hurt everywhere. So the question then becomes, how then are people healed by God's divine power? How do people get healed? This, this is the age-old question that's been answered and it needs to be answered again because people like John the Baptist forgot who Jesus is, just like some of us have forgotten who Jesus is. Think about that. If Jesus' first cousin forgot who he was, and he knew Jesus physically and spiritually. How easy is it for us to forget who Jesus is with all the stuff going on in the world? All the distractions. <laughs> How then are people healed by God's divine power? Write this down. Straight answer. We'll give it scriptural background and proof of that. But here's the answer. Through hearing and believing the gospel. Oh, you wanted some big old shanda ropo kutalaba. I know you. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask the question and answer it. How then are people healed by God's divine power? People are healed by God's divine power through hearing and believing the gospel. Because remember we just read Jesus taught first. Then he preached and proclaimed it. Then people were what? Healed after hearing the gospel. After believing the gospel. It's so simple to us today. We think we believe it. We think we believe the good news. We really think we do. Because we've had generations of preachers telling us, you're okay. And we're not okay. Because there's an enemy, there's a devil that steals, kills, and destroys. He likes to steal your knowledge, destroy your understanding, and kill your faith. Luke 10, 8, and 9. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. Listen to what he says. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, they do what? Nah, don't be sheepish. They, they do what? Receive. Say it like you had your coffee. They what? Receive. People must receive the messenger with the gospel. Okay. Here's, here's what that means, and, and this is how you and I apply it to our lives. 
before you can even hear the gospel, the devil is trying to destroy those that bring the message. I don't like him. It's something about him. You don't even know me. But the reason that's in your head is the devil put it there because he know I'm going to bring the gospel message to you. And, and he wants you to find something you don't like about him. my feet look too big. I don't know. I don't trust no big foot preacher. He's bald. He bald. You, you know, whatever it may be. That, that, that's what the devil is doing to keep you from receiving the message of the gospel so you don't get healed. The devil wants us sick and diseased so bad. He'll do, please understand, the enemy will do anything. Come on, let's go back into them old westerns, back where they just had revolvers, one, one, one shot revolvers, pow! And the man gets shot, and he falls down, and his gun is, he can't get to his gun. What do he do? He gets some dust and throw it in his eyes. That's dirty. No, he's trying to live. The devil will throw dust in your eye. He'll do anything to keep his system operating in your life and in your marriage and in your home and in the community. Would you think the devil played fair? Come on. The devil don't want you healed. Because you won't be able to help others get healed. He wants you to keep your sickness, keep your disease. And by the way, sickness and disease are two different things. Briefly stated, we'll go through this some more as we teach this. Sickness usually is a temporary thing that occurs in the body that stops some of its normal functions. Usually, not always, but usually people can still somewhat function when they are sick. But a disease is a whole nother thing. A disease is designed to shut down an area of your body that shuts down an area of your life. It's called dis-ease because it's something that happens to your body that when you used to be able to do something easy, now it's hard. Breathing. Hey, God, hallelujah. Asthma is a disease. You should be able to breathe easily. You should have nothing hindering your ability to inhale and exhale. That's a normal function of your body that should be easy. And anything that stops you from functioning, doing something easy is a disease. Walking, you should be able to walk. Walking is a normal part of life. Anything that impacts your ability to walk is a disease. It should be easy to walk. Talking. If you once talked and now a disease has hit you and it's difficult for you to talk, that's a disease. Anything that you used to do easy that now is hard is a disease. You don't need disease in your body. You should not accept disease in your body. You should not say, my mama had it. I guess I got it. You should not say, my mama, my grandma, my uncle. No, you need to rebuke that. That's not of God. Whatever used to be easy, I declare and decree over your life, it will be easy again when healing manifests in your body. In the name of Jesus Christ. Why do you think even... Even the medical science understands that even rehab 
facilities understand that when you try to walk again, you got to learn. They say, you can do it. Stop saying it hurts. Stop saying it's going to hurt. But you got to do again what used to be easy so God can use you. Stop letting the devil shut you down because you still hurt. Anybody, anyone, and there are many in here and watching that's gone through a serious, serious attack on their body when there was something or two or maybe even three things that you used to do easily that for a season you couldn't do. If you've recovered from that, you fought through that. In your mind, oh, no, I'm going to walk again. In my, oh, no, I'm going to do that again. Oh, no, you're not going to hinder me, devil. I'm going to do everything God called me to do until he calls me away. I'm not going to tolerate sickness or disease in any form that it may come into my, oh, into my life. Hey, God. Somebody say, I'm still fighting. Somebody say, I'm still fighting. I'm still fighting. I'm not going to give up because I know it should be easier than what it is right now. I know my life should be easier than it has been. And I'm not going to quit until the power of God shows up in my life. Satan's sickness and disease, God rebukes you. Jesus said, again in Luke 10, 8 and 9. Whenever, 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 no, it doesn't matter when, doesn't matter where, doesn't matter what time, just whenever you enter into somebody's house and they receive you, they see, oh, you're a woman of God, oh, you're a man of God. Eat what they set before you, fellowship, communion with them. Verse 9. Then he goes on to say, heal the sick that are therein. See, when people receive you, they can receive what God put in you. Again, this is why the devil doesn't want us to receive preachers anymore, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pa- evangelists pastors, teachers. He doesn't want us to receive what they bring. He doesn't want us to receive what God has anointed them with. He wants you to find some kind of fault with them. I'm not going to mention any names because I, I don't want to, you know, uh, put anybody on blast, but I, I, need, I feel led to say this. I had somebody tell me during the uh, a month celebration, they left the church because we didn't get a lift. A lift, a wheelchair lift. And they realized it was just something ridiculous. It was the devil. Can you imagine the ridiculous reasons people walk away from God? 
You walked away from Christ the healer. Hear me now. When we walk away from Christ the healer, then you leave your healing in the hands of man. Or maybe it's the same man. Or maybe in your own hands. You tried all. You went out to the jungles of Brazil. Don't cancel that plane, plane ticket. You don't need to see no shaman, no witch doctor. I, I just felt led to say somebody needed to hear that. You, you, you need to put your life back in the hands of Jesus. Get over your hurt. Get over your hurt. Watch, watch this, watch this. See, see, say, get over your church hurt. I'm not saying it's not real. But how many times have you gone to the doctor and they hurt you? They stuck you. They cut you wrong. You kept going back. They gave you the wrong medication. You kept going back. What's wrong with you? I, I feel like just walking around, just looking in your eyes. I say, what's wrong with you? And I know it's not you, but it's people that look just like you. That the devil tricks you from leaving church where the healer is, but you keep going back to every place else that hurt you. You keep going back to all the other places that hurt you. Wherever you go, if they receive you, that's a sign. They'll receive what I put in you. That's what Jesus says. So then you heal the sick. And say unto them, the kingdom of God, God's rule, his reign and authority has come to your house. When God shows up with healing, miracles, signs and wonders, the devil's power is broken. <laughs> Write this down. The proclamation of the kingdom of God, of course, always comes with signs and wonders following. Always. Always. Hmm. Because divine healing says Jesus Christ is the new king. It says Jesus is running stuff now. Jesus is causing your body to function like it's supposed to. Jesus is putting everything, including your health, back into divine order. Write this down. Healing is the removal of everything that hurts, hinders, and harasses us. Everything that hurts, hinders, and harasses, or here's another word, uh, and we'll be talking about this word, uh, oppresses, oppression, oppression. Oppression is a horrible word. It leads to all the other pressions, depression, suppression, repression. Healing is restoring things back to their original state. God's doing that right now. With those that are watching and those that are in the building. 
See, this is why Jesus came. He came to restore man back to his original relationship with the Father. He came to restore man's relationship back between other men with each other and man's right relationship with the earth. (laughs) When man is right with God, everything else gets right. You get right with your family. You get right with your spouse. Children get right with their parents. Man gets right with the earth. (laughs) That's why there's the end of the world is full of famine, pestilence, earthquakes, because man ain't right with the earth. that's, that's, That's what these signs are. It's not global warming. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. It's sin. It's man being out of the right relationship with the earth. Do you think that America, oh, here I go. Do you think that America can continue to put chemicals in the water, in the soil, in the food, in the animals, and the earth be okay with that? There are some countries that won't even take our corn, literally, because it's full of chemicals. They don't want that in their soil, contaminating their land. When I was at Abbott, and uh, we used to make these test packs that used to, you know, uh, diagnose people's blood conditions, high blood pressure, so on and so forth. There were certain countries that w- we couldn't sell it to. And, and oh, here I go. And, 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 and because money, because so much money was involved, Abbott was willing to sell it to some countries. And then after they tested their population and put their population's blood in these test packs, they shipped it back to America. I ain't making this up. It was worth it to sell them the test, let them test their people, and then ship the test with their blood in it back to this country to dispose of it. And we wonder why the earth is acting up. And they want to tell you, it's global warming, it's fossil fuels, it's sin. The earth needs healing, and we're the ones to heal it. But you know, I'm going to move on. I didn't mean to get into this, but you know, I, I, you know, this is, you know, Americans are so spoiled. You know, they try to get, get us to have two or three different trash receptacles. But you ain't going to put the trash where it belongs because it's you. Okay, let me go on. Let me go. Let me go. I'm just, I'm talking about healing. Somebody say healing. Healing Healing is bigger than you think. Jesus came to restore things back to its proper order. Rejecting Jesus is rejecting healing on a global, universal scale. Plants, animals, water, sun, mountain, all of that. Healing. I may not get any further than this today, which is okay. Write this down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A major part of healing is forgiveness. 
A major part of healing is forgiveness. In other words, the reason not enough people, I'm talking about saints, get healed is you're carrying around unforgiveness. I don't care the most anointed people on the planet can gather together with hot anointing oil and pour it all over you and you still won't get healed because you have unforgiveness in your heart. Let me explain this to you because you may have heard this before. Let me explain it to you. Let me explain it to you. See, the reason forgiveness is key is because our heavenly father only forgave us when we asked for forgiveness. Salvation, healing, and deliverance are connected to forgiveness. The reason we got saved is because the Father forgave us through Jesus Christ. If you don't confess Jesus Christ and the pardoning of your sins, you cannot be forgiven, which means you cannot be saved. Salvation, forgiveness brings salvation, and salvation brings wholeness. The Hebrew word is shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Practicing Jews that speak fluid Hebrew, upon the greeting of another brother, they say, or sister, shalom. When they depart, they say shalom. Which means nothing missing, nothing broken. I hope that you being here didn't take anything from you that made your life harder. We should not be making people's lives harder if we are saved. When you leave my presence, you should be better, stronger, wiser, and more able. You should be in the process of being healed just by being in the room. Somebody lift your hands right now while Jesus is passing by. Healing you. Ministering to you. While the Holy Ghost, who is so relevant that there is a day called Pentecost, where Jesus sends him to live inside of us so we don't harbor unforgiveness and say we did not know. The Holy Ghost right now is stirring you up and showing you, as well as myself, areas we need to forgive so you can be healed, so we can be healed, so we can be healed. I truly believe the Bible. I truly believe the reason God heals me all the time because I don't harbor stuff in my heart. I'm going to always find a way to get it right. Matthew 6.15. 
Jesus speaking. Hallelujah. But if you forgive not men your trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Hmm. If we don't forgive, God doesn't forgive. Salvation, healing, and deliverance is connected to our forgiveness. If you won't forgive, it's going to be hard for you to get healed. You need to make a list right now with your phone. Mm, I may need to forgive this person. Put their whole name. Put their middle initial period. Margaret P. Her. <laughs> I got to forgive Margaret P. Her. Johnny W. Him. I ain't finna stay sick. All this stuff showing up, monkey pox. I ain't finna have no monkey pox in me. I'm finna stay healed. You better believe it. You better, you better watch me if you don't believe it. I'm gonna stay healed. You ain't gonna get me mad at you, so I get, oh, I ain't gonna be getting mad at you. You ain't worth it. I ain't gonna stay mad at you. Listen, if you think I'm mad at you, I ain't. Just get it out your head. I ain't. Let me get look in the camera. Let me get in the, if you think I'm mad with you, ah, uh-uh. I forgive you. If you feel, I forgive you. I forgive you again. I ain't worried about no monkey pox, dog pox, pig, none of that. I ain't worried about none of this stuff coming. And you won't either when you recognize Christ the healer. Hey, God, you will not worry about it either when you have a relationship with Christ the healer. Because you need to understand if he saved you, he'll heal you. Did you hear what I said? If he saved you, he'll heal you. If you're so enough saved, you ought to show enough know he's going to heal you. Hey. Yes, he will. He'll show enough heal you. Well, you may say, that sounded really good, Reverend Bishop. But I done already done inventory. I, I'm not, I have no unforgiveness in my heart. I'm, <laughs> You missed it, Reverend. I, 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 I do this reg on a regular. I, I have no unforgiveness in my heart. Well, healing. Say healing, please. Healing. healing is restoring something back to its original condition. Here's how you know if you've really forgiven somebody. Is the relationship like it used to be? Can y'all still talk like you used to? Is it at least in progress? If you're saying no, then forgiveness ain't manifested. Oh, you don't like me this morning. I came to get you healed. I didn't come to play with your emotions today. I didn't come to play with your mind. I came to get you healed. We got to do the work of God. We cannot build his kingdom with a bunch of hurt folk in church, bouncing from church to church, stand at home and go to church and go home. And we don't even know where you are. You don't know where you are. You don't know what's going on with you. You don't even know what's going on with you. Here's, here's an, I may not go any further than this. If you're not working to make those relationships, what they used to be, there may not be forgiveness between you two. Or let me, let me help somebody, let me help somebody even further. Because a lot of us, oh, I gotta go there. A lot of us in the family, a lot of us family, unforgiveness 
Oh, look at you. Woo, I wish you could see how you're looking at me. Boy, I can tell. Look at you. Look at you. No, really, get your phone. No, I'm just kidding. It's in the family. Most unforgiveness is in the family. Let's start here. Mother, mama, mama. Oh, it's going to get rough, but God wants to help you. Let's talk about mothers in their, it could be 40s, but 50s and 60s and, and up. Because, you know, we've been pastoring long enough to see generations now. So I've I seen some stuff. You see. So, so when, you, when you got a mama that, that, that maybe he had to raise her children by herself, she probably had to do some stuff that wasn't too honorable. And she probably let you see some stuff she shouldn't have let you see. Or you saw some stuff you shouldn't have seen. Either way you and it neg negatively impacted your life. Uh, maybe you got on drugs, maybe you went to jail, prison, maybe whatever, you're wild and out, you did all kind of crazy stuff. But now your mama saved. And she wished she had never done all those things. And, and it's hurt her because now she knows better. And she's trying really, really hard to get you straight. But you ain't trying to hear none of it because all you remember is the crazy mama used to do. And so mama is hurt by her own actions that she no longer does anymore. So now mama has forgiven everybody else but herself. See, you got to forgive yourself. See, while you run around forgiving everybody else, which is true, the last person you forgot to forgive was you. And sickness is keeping its hold on you because you won't forgive yourself. You won't forgive yourself. You keep saying, if I'd have just done this, if I'd have just knew, you didn't know then. If I'd have just, you didn't know then. You did the best you could with what you had, mama. Forgive yourself. Let yourself out of prison. Whatever we don't forgive, we carry around like dead weight. You're carrying your own sins on yourself and you won't let Jesus carry them. And your sins are producing sickness and disease in your life. This is why a lot of grief, particularly in the African-American community, a lot of grief is based on guilt. You need healing. Lift your hands in this place. Same thing with fathers. You didn't raise your children. You got saved sometime later. 
and you regret the crazy you did, the money you spent on drugs and other women and partying and gambling, and you didn't help your children buy a bicycle, you didn't buy them a Christmas gift, you didn't help them go through college or anything, and you're carrying around a bunch of guilt. You won't forgive yourself. And so the mama won't forgive you. You won't forgive yourself. You won't forgive the mama and the mama won't forgive her. And no wonder generational sickness and disease and curses keep following the bloodline because nobody will forgive each other and you won't forgive yourself. But today, 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 you're going to let it go. Today, you're going to forgive yourself. So So healing can manifest. Because if you don't forgive yourself, your Heavenly Father can't forgive you, can't rescue you, can't heal you, can't deliver you. And it's time to stop pretending. It's time to stop smiling as if everything is okay, but deep down it's not. If you're in this building and you need to forgive yourself or you need to forgive someone else so healing can come. The altar is open. You can kneel. You can stand. But submit yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So that when he raises you up. Off the altar. Off your knees. You're healed. You're healed. Russia and Ukraine. Are neighbors. Much of the same bloodline. But there's hurt there. It's causing one brother to bomb another brother. Look at the Jew and the Arab. It's happening in our own homes. It's happening in our own neighborhoods. Young black boys killing each other. It's all hurt. The young 18-year-old white boy can drive two hours to kill black people. Hey, hurt. He needs healing. I don't care how many guns you get rid of. They'll find another way to hurt, kill, maim hurt you need healing we need healing forgive yourself stop carrying it around stop it was 20 it was 20 years ago stop holding your mama or grandmama it was 50 years ago 50 you're saved now the love of oh God. Oh God, so much hurt. And hurting people keep hurting people. We won't let Jesus heal us. We'll come to church and sing about it and jump and shout about it and leave out and still not speak to one another. wonder why the devil is having his way in our communities in our families our schools it's hurt emotional hurt mental hurt 
physical hurt, psychologically, every level and type of hurt you can mention. And we come to church and we won't let him heal us. Jesus said, You study the scriptures. In them you think you will find eternal life. But you won't come to me. That I might give you what you're looking for. He said, you won't even come to me. You'll go to church. You'll put on your religious robe. You'll put collars on. You'll put chains around, go, crosses around your neck. You'll, you'll swing uh, incense and all But you won't come to me. You'll go to the priest. You'll go to your friend. But you won't come to me. You won't come to me. Today. Those of you that are kneeling at your couch. You're in your hospital bed. You can't kneel, but your hands are lifted. I want you to give yourself to Jesus. Because it's only in you and I giving our full, complete selves to Jesus do we place our lives into his hands. Even natural physicians know if you don't follow their instructions, they can't help you. So what do they do? They write what we commonly know and refer to as a prescription. Pre meaning before. Script meaning written before. It's something written before that once you receive it, it'll change you. It'll help you. Well, Jesus, the great physician, has given us his word. It is his prescription all you got to do, all we got to do is follow the word and what the word promises will manifest in our heads, our hearts, and our lives. But we don't see it like that. And that's as simple as it is. Because all you had to do to get saved was hear the message of the gospel. Believe it and receive it. And salvation manifested instantaneously. All you have to do is believe Christ is the healer. All you have to do is receive the word and the spirit. And it happens. It happens. Healing takes place. Healing take, it's taking place now. It's taking place now. It's taking place now. Woo. It's taking place now in your head. He's wiping away all those crazy thoughts. He's wiping away all the, the excuses that you have used, the enemy has put in your head to stay sick, to stay hurt, to stay confused. God is healing your heart right now. He's replacing all of the things that Satan has said with everything that he said. You remember, like John the Baptist, who he is. Remind yourself of what you've seen and heard. Remind yourself of what he's done in your life and receive your healing now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And as I get ready to close, let me just say this. In 
or within your healing process. Some healing is instantaneous. But many times, there's another word in the Bible that has been overlooked. It's called recovery. Some of you are recovering. You're recovering from the wounds. Ishtaba, hallelujah. You're recovering from the trauma. You're recovering from the trauma. It may have been 20 years ago when it happened, but you're recovering. You're recovering. You're being healed right now. Deep, 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 deep down in your soul, you are recovering. The life that God has meant for you is coming back into your life. The ease at which you are to move in through the earth and around the earth is happening again. The gifts that God put inside you, they're coming back to life again so you can move easier through this world and accomplish the will of God. The gifts, the callings of God are returning to your life. Even the finances and the resources that have been stolen from you, they're coming back into your life so you can live a life absent of disease and you can live an easier, more productive life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because there's not a friend like the exalted Jesus. No, not one. No, not one, none else can heal all my soul's diseases. No, not one, hey God, no, I'm feeling old school Pentecostal, Baptocostal, y'all forgive me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. No one else can heal, no one else can heal being left at the doorstep. Somebody was an orphan. Somebody don't even know who their parents are. But God healed your soul. He healed your heart. He put love in your heart when love wasn't shown to you. Only Jesus can do that. No, not one. No, not one Jesus knows Jesus he knows y'all don't I can't even sing it he knows all about everything you're going through stop trying to hide it from him stop trying to act like you got all of this you ain't got it somebody else needs to be on their feet right now you walk around here like you got all this stuff under control all this stuff going on in your house all this stuff going on in your family you can't handle your brother you can't handle your sister your auntie's going off everybody's accusing you you can't handle that yes God but you so sharp, well put together and educated that you got to pretend like you can handle all this stuff. All kind of stuff going on in your body. You're not sleeping well. Your cholesterol's gone up. You're too old to fight all this stress. I'm trying to help somebody today. I'm trying to help somebody today. I want people healed. You can't, aff- you can't function the way God wants you to. You can't help the people you want to help until you get healed. 
can do it all in one day. Everybody at the altar, I want you to go back to your seat, please. I got one last assignment. One last assignment. One last assignment. All this hurt. We can't function. Can't. Can't function. While you're situating yourself, get your, get your phone out. I want you to take some notes. This is, this, is, this is a little story. I'm going to tell you while you're getting things together. It's, 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 a, it's a story in jest, but, but it has some powerful parabolic truth in it. So, so and I won't mention his name because I'm not trying to create any controversy. But my doctor, who's been my doctor for a number of years, I love the man. He's a man of God. I love him. Pray for him. We pray together at times when I'm there. And so he was the one that talked me through when I had COVID. So after... After I tested negative and I started getting my strength back, I wanted to know where I, where I was physically. So I ran, I don't know, they took about 17 gallons of blood. Ran all the battery of tests. So I said, Doc, you know, I called and said, man, how am I doing? Oh, the doctor will get back to you. I was like, the doctor's going to call you. I was like, okay, I'm, so I'm thinking, I must be good, because if it wasn't good, he would have called me right away. Bishop! So I finally reached my doctor. He said, oh, Bishop. He said, I'm surprised you're doing so good. I said, man, what you talking about? How you going to be my doctor? He said, we start laughing. I said, man, you know God always heals me. I want somebody that received this word. Lift your hands, please. I want somebody that's received this word to surprise your doctor at the next visit. Oh, God. Hey, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Now, let me, let me put some common sense wisdom to this. I did everything my doctor told me to do. And I prayed and believed God. And not necessarily in that order. So I expected a good report. You need to expect to be healed rather than expect to wake up with pain. I just knew I was going to be dizzy when I woke up this morning. Stop talking like that. Now here's the scripture. Again, forgiveness makes us whole. Unforgiveness separates us from God. Separation from God is separation from what? His grace. We need His grace. We cannot afford to be separated from God. Acts 10.38. I want you to read this as many times a day as you can. How God, the Father, of course, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, dunamis, supernatural ability. And Jesus went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed, oppressed of the devil, for God was with him and on him. I want you to meditate on that scripture. Because since Jesus was anointed and is anointed to heal, and he's the same 
yesterday, today, and forever. Let his anointing heal you. And then you in turn become the one that's full of the Holy Ghost and power. Now you go around getting folks healed who are oppressed. That word oppressed means to be uh, uh, seriously afflicted by the devil. See, sickness takes control of your life. Disease will take total control of your life. It get to the point where your whole day is involved around going to the doctor. From one to another, rehab, it's taking control of your life. It's not God. We'll talk about that later, some more later. Everyone stand on your feet, I'm done. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.